Uh, is, this, is this the show? Or is this a pre-flight? Oh, this is the show. I mean, we're this oh, is the we, show. We, this we, is it. Oh, we need a pre-flight pre-flight on the show. I mean, we haven't we talked in a while. Yeah. Um, but you'd think that after what three, two, three weeks that I would have more like strictly prepared. But uh, I do have some odds and sods. I got some links. What do you uh, What do you got this week? I have. You... I mean, there's. A, I have a topic. I mean, that's oh boy. Something. Oh, you want to surprise me with it? Surprise me with it. You want to hear it now, or do you want me to wait and surprise? I don't know. It? I'm. Te- is, is is it good? I don't know. Okay. Well, then surprise me. <laughs> All right. I have two topics in that case. One is really good. One is. Mm. Okay. Here's what we should do. Um, you should, you should run this table mm-hmm. and, um, I've got, you can go and look in notes. I've been adding links for a few things, stuff. Uh, did you see the severance AMA with, uh, no, oh no, I didn't. There's that. I want to talk about, mention a little bit about bunch, uh, the Terpster thing and playing with that. And I've got some YouTube suggestions. Uh, how many sponsors we got? I am looking. I'm looking at that. I have. This is I had one, one but I figure we probably have some cumulative. No, we have at least a couple queued up, and I'm getting. Just, I'm not, it doesn't matter, like money wise. I just want to know how many breaks we need. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at that. So right. what is? The, I don't even know what month. I know. I know. May? It's a permanent it April. Yeah, it's May. April, it's kind May. of May. I feel like we got three. You guys, you guys, they're listening right now. You're. You're. Pre- this will all be in the show. This is. This is the pre-flight. Yeah. And, no, I'm and, not taking this out. It stays in the show. We don't edit for content. See, I got my bell. Oh, of course, it's rabbit, rabbit, <gasps> rabbit, rabbit. That's right. That just happened a couple days ago, and I didn't do. I didn't even say it. Nothing. Uh, I am nothing. perma perma behind. <laughs> also, I need to make a was clean feed. I need to make a clean feed audio hijack. That's so what I could I probably did. base that on Glenn Fleischman's Skype, but I don't need audio hijack, so I'm quitting that and. Yeah, I let it do the recording, and then I have the backup, the audio yes. hijack, the backup. Why well, not? I just need, I need it for my, you know, for your my personal, my, well, you know, my papers. <laughs> um, tell me when you know how many spots we got. Uh, Is this streaming live to the to the world? Yeah, there's awesome. two okay, two good. of them. <laughs> two good, of good. them. Hey, everybody, how's it going? I'll go. I'll tweet. I'll tweet it out. Did you, did you tweet it out? I haven't yet. I was oh. about to go ahead and tweet it out. I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet your tweet. All right. Yeah, we yeah. got the two. We got the well, two. Okay. Don't even need a reason. All right, I'm gonna tweet. So here's let's go to them. Clicking. Hold on, I'm clicking. Oh, look at that dog. Oh, Merlin so and Dan are live for back. Yeah. Wait, I can't. It was a typo. Ooh. Hold on. Back Ooh. to work. Is this on five by five? Five dot fm. Five. Tweet. Five by five. Okay. Okay. Then I'm gonna. Oh, Merlin and Dan are live. Oh, look at that. You did. You did a. You did it. Uh, an artisanal tweet. Yeah, I thought it. We deserved it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I'm having some iced tea. I rewatched Mindhunter. Oh, the first season or or all of them? All of it. um, And it kind of became my like running in the background show for a while. Like, you know, over the weekend, I watched a lot of Mormon shows and Mm. uh, I watched the Mormon murder show with Tick, Tick, Boom. And um, I, uh, but boy, what a show. But it, it affected me. I was taking a, a, a ride on my bicycle. Mm-hmm. I went to ride my bike. Uh-huh. And I was going through a part of Golden Gate Park, and I was kind of like going through this especially woodsy. That's a beautiful park. If people haven't been there, I It's fine for what it. it is, yeah. But I was, anyway, I was, I was of course, it's, it's too long to go into my process. Mm-hmm. Part of my process right now is slavishly following whatever Google Maps tells me to do 
to achieve something because I want to take out all the factors except not falling off my bike. Mm -hmm. And I'm on this like crazy dirt trail and I'm going through it. And I suddenly had this thought where I was like, Ooh, haven't seen anybody for a while. This is kind of weird. And I thought, Oh dude, you've been watching too much Mindhunter. And then I saw a guy emerging from the woods with two children. I think about season two you know, with, with Atlanta and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, obviously those are probably his sons or his nephew or something. But cause then I thought, you know, once again, you, dude, you're watching too much Mindhunter. So I thought I might be buying, tortured and killed. Bounded? Bound. Bound. Buh. BTK, they call him. Buh. Well, I guess this is the show, huh? Yeah, this is what we got. This is what we've got uh, set up. So, so everything we've been recording up till now will be in the program. I promise. Okay, and then in a second, you'll drop in the, the, the bacon ray sound? Yes. Because that's where you should drop it. You should do a cold open, they call it. They can hear the pre-flight, okay. which we were providing for free. Oh, and then so and, like sometime around the right like, five-minute mark. you hear bump, bump. Okay. Yeah. Well, they should hear the awkward opening. Okay. Oughtn't they? Yeah. Huh. Have you have you been replaced with a, a life model decoy? Is everything okay? I wish. I know, me that would too. Be right? Such a nice break for what? Where? Where would I go? I would just sleep if I could. I would I replace with the, this, with the decoy and just sleep. I, I um, my my dear friend and and worst friend, feel John like Syracuse, Can you feel it to, if you've been replaced? Can you tell? No, no. It's like again. Well, everything's a podcast to me. Like we were talking yesterday with on Rod with Roderick. We did a whole basically a whole episode about D and D, and I was talking about how like the point of an enchantment and a charm is like you don't know that you're enchanted, and this is mm. what gives people Twitter brain. They oh. get Twitter brain, and they don't know they've got Twitter brain, right? So like, if I were replaced, if I were sev- severed, if um. If Nick, uh, Nick Nick Shield had life mo- model decoyed me, <laughs> Nick Shield, yeah, <laughs> Nick Shield, and it's got it's got inter inter periods, uh huh, like a like a fifteen year old girl, and the uh, but you um God. they need a better name. That's what Phil Coulson says. But but they um but if I were life model decoyed, I mean, remember Spider Woman? Wasn't Spider Woman? No spoilers, but wasn't Spider Woman an LMD? F- didn't know it for I like years. So, yeah, I thought so. Like through some of the great, you know, Avengers, you know, two thousands, two thousand ten Avengers stuff. I think Spider Woman did not know. She got she got Nick Shielded title. <laughs> uh, and this is so right here. I'm gonna hit the bell, and this is where you're gonna drop in. Bum bum. Oh, right. Yeah, you got it. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Berlin. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Dan. Rabbit, rabbit, Dan. Rabbit, rabbit, it is that time, isn't it? Can't isn't stop it. it. just keeps coming. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while. So um, I, have to, I wanted to, first, the first topic yes. I have, because you know, I prepared for today, the first topic I have is this. Okay. It is possible. This is something that I learned recently. It is possible to, if, you're, if you want to make brownies from a mix... Mm-hmm. And you don't have any eggs because you hard boiled all of them. It is possible to use. <laughs> very, this is a very, just to be clear, this is a very specific realization. Yes. Good. It is possible to substitute other things for eggs in a mix like this. One depending, of the things, depending on what the purpose and. Like of the eggs is like sometimes yeah. eggs are mostly for thickening. Mm. Sometimes, I mean, if it's a souffle or scrambled eggs, you're gonna want something eggy in there, right? And you're out of eggs. You want to make brownie, 
And then you see, I got no eggs. I boiled my eggs. Right. You did can't, you Google this all, or did you just start trying different things? Well, first of all, you can't put a hard-boiled egg in as a substitute for a raw egg. No, you can't unring a bell. No. Uh, but it turns out that there's a few different things you can do, one of which is bananas. Bananas? Bananas. Okay. Um, and so I don't, it's not horrible, but it doesn't <sighs> work the same. And that's all bananas I Bananas have a pretty distinctive banana taste. What you wind up with is a banana brownie. Banana brownie. Mm-hmm. That's but, that's my that's my pole dancer name. Yeah, but it's not. I'm eating them still, but it's not mm. what I wanted. Um, that is interesting to me. Now, did it say that on? Can I voidir you on this a little bit? Yeah, please do. Okay, uh, first time, first time attorney. Um, <laughs> so I want to ask the deponent at this juncture. Uh, are you comfortable? Can I get your water or anything? No, I'm all right. I'm all right. I okay, I'm the good cop at this point. Okay. Or the good lawyer, bad lawyer. I'm. Do you they know, do that with lawyering? Yeah, good lawyer, bad lawyer. I think all yeah. of them are bad. You know, I love bad. Bill Tench. Isn't suck. Bill Tench the best? That actor in Mindhunter isn't he great? Oh, I thought you meant uh, the Better Call Saul guy. Oh, uh, are you talking about what? The he Lenny had a heart Squiggy? attack on the on the set, and they saved him. I know. I know. It's so weird that he was in that movie Nobody. He like got in shape for like over a year, and then that movie just came and went. It wasn't a very good movie, but he was very good in it. Was he like ripped, swole? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was swole, and it's basically like if Bob Odenkirk was like a, a, kind of a, like a guilty John Wick. <laughs> There's lots of fighting on buses and whatnot. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, he plays a guy. He's like a former, and he's that. like this totally like cucked out beta guy who used to be uh, like a, I think an operative. So he, mm. he knows the skills. Okay. You know, he knows Kung Fu, to, to, to mm. quote John Wick. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so did you... Okay, so uh, beginning the testimony of uh, Dan Benjamin, did it say on the box, no. and by the way, if you don't have egg, no. here's other things you can do. Did you Google or did you just... How did, how did you... You discovered to your dismay that you weren't going to be able to make brownies because you didn't have eggs unless something changed. And so what was your next step? Well, I mean, if you Google this, the first article that comes up is seven best egg substitutes for baking recipes and how to use them. Okay. And it talks about the reasons you might want to substitute. Is that by like, like, like a, 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 a blogger who loves travel and photography named yeah. something like Frontier Mommy? Yeah, that's about right. Yummy. And, uh, and I put that in the show notes, by the way. But it says okay. most oh, commonly cool. used egg substitutes for baking. The first one is mashed banana. Mashed Second banana. is applesauce. Then you got silk. You got your silken tofu. You got ground flax seed mixed with water. You got Ugh. yogurt. When it notes here that you can use dairy-free or regular yogurt, buttermilk, and sweetened condensed milk. In retrospect, I think I I had uh, some half and half that I could have used mm-hmm. that maybe would have. I don't know. But that, I don't. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah I guess uh, it was this from a mix, Dan. If you could yeah, say. it has to be from a mix. Was it Betty Crocker? Was it Fudgy? Was it Ghirardelli? No. What kind of? Because uh, I, I have preferences about uh, brownie mix. I think it was. King and I just want—I want to state for the record here: all this, like this, this whole like from scratch thing, you got to take it with a grain of salt. So my, my ex, one time, who, who was a, a feminist scholar, uh, said to her, her grandmother, in a sarcastic way, "I'm trying to reclaim the feminine arts." by learning how to make a better flakier pie crust. Mm. Will you give me your, your arcane, you know, uh, female secrets about that? And she said, oh, pff, I haven't made a pie crust since the 60s. Just get the ones in the frozen section. They're fine. They are better. I knew someone that, that made a special pie just for me. Uh-huh. Uh, and they made the crust from scratch. And mm-hmm. um, You couldn't say it, but... 
I did say it. You did say you say you disappointed me with your with later, your handmaid. Later, I said it, but yes, I did. Yeah, well, let's give it time to uh, to rise, as they say. I oh. rise. Oh. Um, well, might not take that long. Nope, bird in a gilded cage. <laughs> I well, no, I mean these days. Oof. <laughs> just just take out enough for you to beat me. Um, and uh, but I and then there's a whole class of food and like dishes, like dinners that we consider there are some dinners that we don't, why would you ever make this at home? Yeah. And other kinds of dinners, they're like, why would you ever get this when you're out? And right. look, everybody should have their own opinion about that. I, I don't care, but like, I'm not going to make burritos. I live in this godforsaken town where you one of the few things is, it's got bike lanes and it's got burritos. burritos. You're going to get hit in the face with a burrito just walking out your front door. You can't swing a dead burrito without, like, it's crazy. Beating Why a would dead I do burrito. That? Where do you think that expression came from? That's where it comes from. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, uh, morta, morta burrito, because apparently I'm Mario. <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> oh, morta? M-O-R-T. It's like mortadella. Morta burrito. Mortadella Reese. Um, and so... Oh, it's early. I, okay, burritos. Okay, burritos. No, no, no. We got a burrito place. Don't be creepy. We get burritos. Um, one of my all-time favorite meals of the last year or two is uh, the Vietnamese soup called pho. I'm not going to make pho. You ever try to make pho? Do you know what's involved? You, you, yeah, you've enjoyed do Asian that. cultures. Yeah, don't do that. Pho. Here you go. Oh, it's a, it's a soup, right? It's easy. Yeah, you got broth. You ever make pho broth? Get ready to cut up some variety meats and let them spit stew for a while the broth alone is a journey man and then okay so then you're going to get some official noodles okay cool right you got your noodles that's cool now well what about the other things oh it's just a couple a handful of things any kind of meat that you want included cilantro bean sprouts lime it's like the burrito of soups why would i do that now, on the other hand, I'm not against restaurant pasta, mm. but if I'm going to get some, some Italian cuisines, dimes to donuts, I'm going to get something that I couldn't make at home. Right. I'm not going to get biscotti and meatballs. No. And I think in this instance, I, I, I want to applaud your bravery, at least in the way you've told the story, in that you pursued a banana option. I wanted brownies, and this is what it took to get them, you know? But now you got banana brownies. I'm trying to get through them. Yeah, the applesauce is interesting, but maybe you should just get more eggs. They last pretty long, and like you, like you say, you can always boil them. Well, if you want to, if you must know, I, do. I had a whole thing of eggs, and some of them were bad. Ugh. And so, you know, you have bad one eggs. bad egg, and then uh -huh. it ruins the whole thing, Spoils and you don't know it's bad barrel, until the egg later. Barrel. Yep, yep, yep. Ugh. You put them in there, they, they eat each other, but they, they lose their taste for coconut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Javier Bardem's a very handsome man, even when he takes out his uh, his jaw teeth. Um, that, that's one of my favorite James Bond movies. Did you know that? I did. I did not know that. It's got the best. Isn't that Skyfall? Ye I'll say yes. I'll take yes. Well, Skyfall might have, and this is this is going to be a controversial take, maybe on the order of using uh, applesauce to replace eggs. But but I think Skyfall is the best James Bond song including goldfinger oh really let the sky fall let it tumble yes yeah, that's adele sings that is that who did that and i would have had no idea this is the end you know oh it's got that wish little jim morrison Ugh, thing happened please here. he went to community college in uh, pinellas county i saw that in the movie 
Oh, right. With Val, uh, what's his name? Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer playing. Did you see the Val Kilmer documentary? No. I know Write it he down. had some kind of uh, yes. health thing. He had a situation, but he is a hopelessly interesting man. And I don't know what it's called, and I'm not going to look it up. Mm-mm. But, uh, you know, Google, uh, go to Alta Vista and look for a Val Kilmer documentary. I think we need standards in life for things like this, Dan. I think we need a line, you know, oh, it, you do not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Across this line? You do not. You do not. Mm-hmm. Watch, all watch that Raising was scripted. Arizona It feels night. very ad-libbed, but it I was know. all scripted. I, I would subscribe to a YouTube channel that's nothing but interviews with people who've acted with the Coen brothers. And to hear... I, I, first of all, Jeff Bridges. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. That guy rules. He's just such a good guy. He is. And he's Obadiah Stane, of all things. I know. Right? That's, that's the first Phil Coulson appearance is in that movie. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. He's the one who says we need to get a better name for, for, uh, for, for Nick, Nick Fury Shield. Mm. Anyways, um, we do... Uh, but, oh, yeah, to hear both, there's a really... You know those uh, things I like on YouTube where... I can see if I can find this for notes. Things where you, uh, you interview an actor and then do their career retrospective. Yeah, I watch those. I just watched the one with John Goodman that he did. That's what I was just going to say. Oh, so Doesn't good. he seem like the nicest? He does. Like, he's like Tom Hanks quality, though, where like he's cool and he's nice, but he's not fake. He doesn't seem fake at all. He does he not seem fake at all. He really seems like great. a guy who's had some bumps, you know? And you know what? He's not he's not taking it too hard anymore. He's moved on. And just he's gonna take her easy. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna abide. And he's like, you know, the thing is if you're gonna stop doing drugs and alcohol, you could turn out like George W. Bush or you can turn out like John Goodman. And I am gonna pick a Goodman every time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Chicken yeah. McDonald's, he says, in Righteous Gemstones. Um and so but like sometimes but banana is a very specific taste. And I think banana now this is gonna be the most con I hope. Dan, as God is my witness, I yeah. hope this is the most controversial thing that I say today. Yeah. But like watching, you know, Letter Kenny or, or certain kinds of like, say, Christmas porn, you really need to be in the right mood for it. Yeah. And like banana is a very specific taste to me that I'm going to put on the order of, say, this is heretical, raisins. Stop putting raisins in everything. It's like you start with something that might have been palatable and then you make it gross because you put raisins in it. If yep. I get a surprise banana, I feel about bananas the way some people feel about the anchovy. Which that is strongly. like some people, well, or cilantro. There's some people who are like, oh, cilantro tastes like soap. That's one of those things like uh, looking at the sun and sneezing. I think it's like a genetic thing. Like some people, like cilantro tastes like soap to them. They can't have any amount of cilantro because then it just becomes, it might as well be a bowl of cilantro, mm-hmm. you know? And I think some people have that feeling about. You know, I'm just saying, like, if I want a banana thing, I'll eat a banana bread. Not a lot. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what my cheat food's not is corn. You said that once. Corn. Remember that? You said corn's not going to be your cheat food. I think about it all the time. Yeah, it's true. If you're going to have a cheat food, make it count. We get brownie mixes, and my kid makes brownies. My kid cooks now, which is weird. That is weird. Like, I wish mine would. Oh, man, all kinds of stuff. Makes that, um, I always forget the name of it, but what's that kind of spam... Uh, is it Masubi or like the, the spam sushi-ish, Hawaiian dish where you get like spam on rice? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Makes That's that. just an Asian thing. Wow. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, I, I'm speaking because from experience. Because it's like a big It's a big thing. <sighs> Man, so racist. <sighs> Dan, um, welcome back. This is episode 574 of your Back uh-huh. to Work program. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot going on, a lot of balls in the air. It's a lot you know, of strands, man. A lot of strands in the dude's mind. 
<laughs> he says, Jeff, Jeff thinking it becomes so uptight. His, his favorite scene is in the automobile with Brant and the big Lebowski. He it's says so that's good. his favorite scene. It's such a good scene. New, uh, new stuff has come to light. You know what I'm saying? You know, I feel like you're walking a, a line. Like I was watching this, um, mm-hmm. there's this show called Picard, which is a Star Trek Picard show Oof. that's about, about him. And the I, first I jumped season, in at season two and boy, am I loving it. It's, you know, season one was great. Season two is very different and very cool. And he's so I, good. I really enjoy it. I like his acting. I'd watch him just walk oh, around his house and read a newspaper and drink coffee. You know, like it's whatever he, whatever he does, I'm in. Totally. He's and great in Dune. Remember in Dune? He's good in Dune. He was great in Dune. Mm-hmm. The slow hand. Anyway, the, uh, yeah, yeah. the whole movie for me yep. was great, but he made it even better. And of course, he's why I love Star Trek Next Generation. And now and he's of course, Picard. He's an older guy. He's retired. He's on his vineyard. And every time he thinks he's out, they pull him back in. So you have Data in the first season for mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. And, and then Brent like Spiner, Data's daughter, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brent Spiner, who plays Data, has said many times that he just, he's like, he, he's way, he believes he's way too old to play the part. He doesn't, honestly, could you imagine playing the same role for like, whatever, 20, 30 years? Like, of course he wants yeah, to play Yeah, I mean, it's something. like singing Satisfaction in your 70s. Yeah. yeah Must yeah. feel a little bit like, okay, yeah. But you know, you, you can't blame him. So they were, they got some new stuff for him to do, which is kind of nice. He gets to be, well, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, don't, does it start out on a holodeck? I feel like it does. Or a hollow-ish deck, slightly hollow deck. Um, I, I'm not going to say. You were saying about, I'm sorry, I, I apologize. I've derailed your program, Picard. I, I was just going to say anyway, it doesn't matter. No, I care. I don't remember. Um, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's gone. I like that show. No, it's okay. It's okay. But, but that's I, not like a show cares. recommendation now. So I went over, I went over to my mom's house um, over the weekend. And for, I don't know what this is. I mean, I'm an, I'm an adult, mm-hmm. but anytime I go over to my mom's house, Ugh. I, I, get, I get sleepy in the afternoon and I want to lay down on her sofa and I want to fall asleep on her sofa, which is oh, unlike watching, me. I don't like, even watching like nap. TBS or something. I don't even nap. And I go over there and I can almost, I can almost do it. And so she put on this show it's called- It's because all mothers are vampires. <laughs> They're vampires or time travel vampires because you will become tired in 14. Yeah. The yeah. second that you're around her mom. <laughs> um, so she put, on, uh, she put on this show called Julia, which is obviously about Julia Child. Oh yeah, I saw that on the HBO. Yeah. And it's got uh, David Hyde Pierce, uh, who you know is Niles, Niles Crane, Fraser's brother. Sideshow, Sideshow Bob's brother. Sideshow Bob. And Sideshow, is he Sideshow Mel? No, he's Sideshow, Sideshow Bob's brother. Yeah. But he's Niles Crane. What's his name on The Simpsons, though? It's not... It's not... Sideshow Mel is the other person. His name, I don't remember his name. You know what he's great in is Wet Hot American Summer. He's terrific in that. No, Anyways, you're, you're on the couch. Your mother has exhausted you yeah, with all this so, time travel burden. So I'm... Uh, she puts his... No, that's, that's his full name. Cecil... Underdunk Terwilliger, <laughs> it says. But that okay. Anyway, so, he's got big feet, like all like all good people. Yes. So she puts this show on. She's like halfway in the first or second episode. I don't even know. And uh, you know, I'm kind of in and out of sleep and everything. And I I start getting into the show. I start get really liking the show. Like I'm in, like now I'm in fully invested in the show. Is it like back? Is it like sixties? Like yeah, the it's like late sixties. Where she's she gonna bring? Of, she brings French cuisine to the United States, but it's unpretentious, which is 
French cuisine is one thing, but unpretentious is quite another thing. And on yeah. public TV. Yeah. And, and she does all this. And then it kind of talks about how they've, she was like one of the first people to like make, pay for the show herself and kind of almost oh, sell wow. it to a network and then kind of get it out. And, and they started essentially not exactly syndicating it, but selling the show to other, other stations around right. the country. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching her when I was a kid really little kid we had like a black and white tv i used to watch a total of three things on this black and white tv in the morning before school i would watch felix the cat in his mm-hmm. magic bag i would watch julia child and i would watch mr ed and those were the shows that i was like and oh you know sometimes sometimes gomer pile and this is like this was our main tv it's just like this little little black and white tv yeah, sitting so we on had, the kitchen we had table. a we had a like a God, a comically small black and white TV. Yeah. Same thing. It's yeah. ridiculous. And it had like the big antenna to get anything, you know, with like the aluminum foil or tin back then tin foil attached to it. And, you know, I never re- like, I didn't understand the show, but it seemed different to me. Like it seemed like there was something about it that was interesting. And I haven't thought about Julia Child and de- you know, f- since then, since I was a little mm-hmm. kid, really. And, uh, and the story is like kind of <laughs> like I'm invested in this, <laughs> this story now. Oh, I I, I love that. She's such an interesting person. Um, I will check it out. Good I like to see a lot Miles though back for a little while. Love that guy. Love that guy. I'm sending you a picture right now in text. This Thank is. You. I'll look at it later. This is a. F- this is a photo of my a recent uh, shirt my kid got. Oh. Um. <laughs> That's excellent. Did you read it? I did read it. I can't get over this shirt. It still makes me laugh. Even if I just think about this shirt, it makes me yeah, laugh. It's Garfield, yeah, Garfield munching on a big hamburger. And then underneath it is a whole paragraph of a quote from Dune. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little, little death. death. Yeah. Little Only I will remain. Yeah. Were you Hates- more of a Heathcliff or Garfield person? Because I know you got, you got, first of all, you've got Zeppelin and Pink Floyd can't like both. Yeah. You got Munsters and Adam's Family can't like both. And then I'm found that there's a new one, which is Garfield and Heathcliff can't like both. Right. Um, Garfield, hundred percent. And yeah, I, I agree. And Garfield was everywhere. And Heathcliff, he had the cartoon uh, around the Inspector Gadget cartoon time period, same company. Hmm. And oh, it, the, the the one on TV with uh, the guy from Rhoda. Yes. Okay. And um, Carlton, your doorman. Yes. And I put this into show notes. There's an article here, uh, which is on restaurantnorman.com and the article is titled is garfield a ripoff of heathcliff and it says you might assume the enormous success of garfield jim davis's long-running strip about a lazy and sardonic orange cat led to derivative works about sleepy felines could be but heathcliff isn't one of them george gatley's strip began running in 1973 five years before davis's garfield hit papers wow if i had to guess i would have thought it was the other way around i would have thought so too but they're kind of in different universes. It's interesting that what you're describing, because this is this has been pointed out over the years many times. There'll be these weird, like, like around the time of uh, the Bruce Willis uh, blow up the comet movie. Mm-hmm. Like there were two different like apocalyptic blow something up in space movies. You get B movie, the, yeah. the B movie coming out at the same time as Mark Bug's Life. <laughs> always that right. And one of them, one of them always sucks really bad. Illusionist and right. Um, and uh, the Prestige, same the Prestige, thing. one of the great movies. Yeah, but Illusionist. Um, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, um, I. It's also there's a fun bit. 
there's a lot of good bits around Jim Davis and Garfield. One of my favorites is anytime anybody interviews Jim Davis or asks him a question about anything, he's like, I don't know, I just draw Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> it's something, it's kind of sweet. I like it. Yeah. And he uh, used to draw it in blue, in blue pencil. You mean like non, non, uh, non-reproducing blue? I don't know what it was, but he would draw in blue they showed an interview a lot of comics people when Dave Lopez uh, through friend of the show I think it was Moises got this for me got Dave Lopez to draw me a um, a Marvel girl yeah and like I think I think it's blue I've had non-reproducible pencils you know because of eugenics can only use them once is that right Uh huh that's a shame um, Dan, um, we got a whole show. We're catching up. We're really kind of like this. This show is a transitional show. We're in. This is like the the three foot end of the pool because we're we're getting back into the water. Yeah, but it's nothing's going to make me feel better. Then if you tell me about something that you like, I would love to tell you about Master Class. Master Class. Master Class. Uh, so this is a wonderful service that I genuinely like. You can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, at your own pace. There are so many different classes. We talk about a different one every time, and that's because they're always coming out with something new. It's really, really cool. It's really, really fun. You can watch these things on your phone, on the web, on a smart TV, really anywhere that you want. And the way that they do is they break out the class into individual lessons, which are only about 10 minutes long. So at first, you're like, well, I'm going to have to watch a lot of them. Yeah, but what's really cool is you know you have 10 minutes to do something. You might not have 30 or 60 minutes to do something, but you've got 10 minutes almost any time you can fit this in. And these are really, really fun, cool little diversions, but you actually are learning something really, really cool. And there's stuff in here that you might think, well, that's I'm, I don't know anything about that. I, but then you realize, well, I have access to it. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just watch it. Yeah, well, we always, I watch this. This isn't my, this isn't my uh, wheelhouse, as they say. Yeah. But I feel guilty every time I say this, Dan. But they're really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I know. I know education is supposed to be terrible, but mm-hmm. like they're really fun. They're so well made. They look beautiful, and especially when they're talking to somebody, you know. Obviously, if if it's somebody where like I, I they do something that interests me and they have a career that has interested me, I'll always be into that. But also, just people who are like really smart and passionate about something that's not in my wheelhouse. And I continue to say this, they did not tell us to say this. We, we, we have things to learn from people in our own domains, yeah. but we have a lot to learn from people who aren't in our domain. Real insight in life comes from working across domains and picking up information. This is how you become a superhero, is you pick up information from different areas and then integrate it. Much like John Roderick and I, realizing that D&D might as well be a religion for how much it has governed how I think about life. <laughs> And I could see that. And they got, they got David Lynch. They, well, yeah, they got David. I mean, and, and so what they do is they kind of organize them into categories. So you got like arts and entertainment, home and lifestyle, business, food, music, writing, design, style, you got sports and gaming. And you just pick one of these. I'll just, you want me to pick one? You have one in mind or should I just pick one randomly? Pick one. Yeah, no, please. All right, let's do, well, this is a business podcast. I'll click business. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Bobby Brown teaching makeup and beauty. You got Mark Jacobs teaching fashion design. You got Bob Iger teaching business strategy and leadership. You got Bob Woodward talking about investigative journalism. I, you may have heard. Bob, have you heard of Bob, Bob? And they have something to say. They're gonna be on Masterclass. Master Bob, they should call it. Neil deGrasse Tyson teaching scientific thinking and communication. Mm. And it just the list goes he on. Should, he should take that class. Each of these categories is this robust with this many people in it. And you know these. At, 
there's the classes wind up being different lengths. Usually they're about three hours. Sometimes they're two, sometimes they're four or five. Now that's not, a, well, it's not one video we're talking about here. Right. It, they're all broken down into these 10 minute, uh, very digestible things. Chunklets. And, if, and, mm-hmm. and, and so like you might get, like if you do one of the cooking ones, you're going to get amazing like documentation. Basically it's like a professionally produced cookbook that you can download and you can use. Like everything comes with these resources. If you're looking at one of these about like, you know, people who make music, you, you're going to get that to download and, and do stuff with. It's just so cool. They've really thought of everything. And it's also, I think if you think back to that book, um, what was that that one book? I'm forgetting the name of it, but it was the guy basically went out and interviewed these really success. I know it has a name. I'm going to kick myself for forgetting, but like he went out and interviewed habits of people, like seven habits of successful something. Reminds me a little bit of the Studs Terkel book, Working from the 70s. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But you're talking about like a book where you go out and again, cross, across domains. Yeah. You're, and you're it's what learn. do these people have in common? Why are they yes. successful? What's in common? It's not, what's not in common is, well, they all went to college. No, because some of them didn't. Or they all learned such and such. No, they didn't. But there's something in common that all of these people have that as you watch these different, these different videos, you're like, oh, I get it. And they're all just, they're very, very inspiring. And there's a cool section on the site uh, for coming soon that shows you what's what's coming up. And the way that this works is it's a subscription service and it's 180 bucks per year and they bill it annually. But what you get is you get access to literally every, literally Merlin, every single video that they have. Every single one of them so that you can watch them all. And if you're like me, you're just sitting looking around on like YouTube and you're like, I don't know what to watch. Like, no, sign up for this. It's so, 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 so worth it. You can hit any order. You can watch it anywhere on any device and pick up where you left off. Seems like they can withhold those and charge a lot more. Yeah. Like if they just build them as a one off, they'd probably be 50 bucks a pop, you know? Uh, But I just, I love this. I think you all should check it out. You can get unlimited access to every masterclass. And as a back-to-work listener, you're going to get 15% off an annual membership. So go to masterclass.com slash back-to-work. They want me to say that two times. Masterclass.com slash back-to-work. You'll get 15% off. Masterclass is really fun. It's really great. That's why I like talking about it. And uh, I hope you all like it too. Thanks very much, Masterclass, for making the show possible. Merlin Xavier Man. Thank you, Masterclass. Buck, buck. So I want to talk to you about this browser. What? Can I talk to you about this browser? Yeah, sure. DuckDuckGo. Oh, yeah. Oh, for right, a long right. time has had a browser available for, uh, I don't know about I've Android. Got their, I've got their extensions in Safari, but I've never used their browser. So the way, this is kind of weird, the way that you have to sign up for this. So you go on into the app on your phone to get this into this beta. You go to the app on your phone, which I have on my main screen because it's, it's like one of my favorite browsers, one of my favorite apps I use all the time. This is on iOS or Mac? iOS. Okay. And you scroll down to the bottom under settings and it says more from DuckDuckGo, email protection. And then below that it says DuckDuckGo desktop app available for download on Mac. So you hit that and then the app will alert you when you are ready to be allowed in to the beta. Okay. Oh, okay. And, and so you then they'll message you and they'll give you a little code in the app, and then you can go to the uh, you can go to their website and download it, and then you put in the little code, and then you can use the application. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, the you know from my standpoint, I was like I love the features of this browser on iOS. 
I would really can, love can you, to use I, this you're, on you're moving awful fast for me because I'm a safari guy. I'm all in on safari except yeah. when I need to not be on safari. But yeah. c- can I ask just if you can say in passing, like what is it that attracted you to this and how you ended up wanting this? Yeah, because absolutely. It's, these days it's not the nineties anymore. Like Apple has a suite of things where sometimes it is advantageous to just use the Apple one. But what is it that made you want this on iOS? If you can say, well, if people don't know what DuckDuckGo is, they started out as an alternative search engine with a focus on privacy. Mm -hmm. And that means they do everything that they can, especially if you're using the, um, if you're using the, the Duck, 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 Duck Go search engine, it's going to block you know web trackers. And if you're using the app, it has this little fire button that can burn up your browsing history and tabs and all this other stuff. It's just <laughs> Blast really, my cash. It's really cool. And, you know, they have a lot of really, really cool privacy features just built in. I know the other browsers are doing that too, but it goes even further than that. Like one of the things that it does is in instead of just showing like how many trackers it blocked, like Safari will show, huh? it'll actually show you by site. You can clear data on each site individually if you want to. That's it, really hard to do on iOS. No, it's really hard to do. It won't load contents on sites that um, use trackers into embedded content like Facebook. Like it won't even load that. And mm-hmm. instead it shows a notification that's like, hey, w- there's content here. You're going to have to unblock it if you want to you want to use it. It has a built-in password manager, which it says it's going to take to the, the mobile app. Um, you can import passwords and bookmarks from other browsers. They've got like um, HTTPS, uh, but the idea is like part, part of the idea is like the, the, above all, they don't want you to unintentionally, especially expose more stuff about you than you'd like. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it sounds like one of the main things, just to state the obvious, is that like hey, if that matters to you, are you are you okay with giving away some of the functionality and? what the company that what some company perceives as a benefit here mm-hmm. if you are you willing to give that away in exchange for getting some some sense of privacy and security in what you're doing and if the answer is yes this is a an option uh ex- exactly and the thing that i want to note about this mm-hmm. is most browsers i think almost all browsers with a couple of exceptions like brave other browsers like that, when you download them, they are actually just using the Chrome, the open source Chrome engine. The thing that I'm using right now to record the podcast is called Vivaldi. Yeah, and you told me about that. That's based on, I believe that is based on Chrome, but it's not, it's not the capital C Chrome from Google that wheezes your juice. Right, it's like Chromium, the open source version with that right, stuff yeah. on top of it. Well, what's interesting about DuckDuckGo for Mac is that it's not a fork of Chrome, it's, it's WebKit. So the same as Safari. So if it, it it's going to render stuff the same way that Safari does, and it's also they they claim it's even faster than Chrome, and uh, and they say it uses like sixty percent less RAM. It's it's more like wow. Safari mm-hmm. than it is like Chrome, and it has all this privacy stuff like first and foremost, and it's really cool. I've been using it, but there are some things that are missing that I consider to be so basic for a browser that it's just like, I can't, I can't use it yet. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, like, if you go into the preferences, you know, you can customize like light and dark appearance. You can show the full website address. It'll do autocomplete. You can customize the, uh, the privacy stuff and the autofill stuff. Um, but you read like, that's about it. There's no 
there's no bookmarks bar yet, for example. I mean, it's a hmm. very early beta, right. but like there's no bookmarks bar. There's so, there's so many of these like fundamental little things. There's a lot for, of features that'll come later, presumably, but they're yeah. trying to get it stable in this beta, you think? Yeah, I think they're just trying to get it stable and put their proof of concept out there. But what's really, 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 really nice about it is it looks visually much more like Chrome than it looks like Safari. And I'm not... A fan of the way Safari looks anymore, and and I use my default browser is usually a Chromium derivative like Brave or something like that, and I really don't like, the, I, and you know this is like stupid, like stupid, like why would I care what Brave looks like? But it, I don't know, I like I no, don't but like, I mean like there's a reason people freaked out about the tabs in Safari. It's because it it broke the analogy of what makes a tab a tab, mm -hmm. and it was really confusing. I, this, the low contrast of stuff mm -hmm. on the Mac still drives me completely like, nuts. It's like little things, like I know these are like stupid little retentive niggle things, but mm -hmm. I look at like the space, if you're looking at, at, at Brave, the space that that they have between the top, I don't even know how to know to describe this. I'm gonna have to show you a, a screen. I'm gonna have to take a screenshot of this, okay? And, and send it to you. It's just fully. It, hold on, it, it had an update, so I had to restart it. Okay, like the, uh, it just it pains me to to talk about it, but like this the spacing. There's something weird. Here, I'm sending it. I'm is this Brave on iOS? This is Brave on Mac. Okay. Um. Just, I don't know, like, the, there's something about, like, the way that the spacing of the X to close the tab is mm -hmm. too close. There isn't enough spacing. And then it seems like it's jammed up over the URL there. But, like, if I show you this one in Chrome, I know this is so picky, but, like, I just want, I, just, it, I feel, I don't know. But, like, look at that one in Chrome. See how there's a little space? Like, you got some breathing room there. Like, mm -hmm. and they're not jamming you up like that. Yeah. Anyway, so that, so there's little things, but the main thing is like, where's the bookmarks bar? Like, where's that? Like, sure, I need that. You gotta have that. You can't you can't have a browser without a bookmark. Merlin, it's 2022. I agree, I agree, Ugh. and this is this follows a trend that I've seen personally in my use of um, iPhone, iOS, and apps on iOS, which is that over yeah. time. Well, let's here's one thing: I visit fewer sites in a day than I did 15 years ago, for sure. I mean, because I was into reading blogs, for one thing. I'd go to lots of places, and I would read RSS, but I would go to so many websites in, in a given day. And when I first, when they first started having apps on iPhone, I mean, I had hundreds of apps. It, I think I somewhat famously or notoriously didn't use folders well or effectively, and so I had more apps than would fit on 10 screens on an <laughs> iPhone. And now today, I mean, a recent challenge on Dubai Friday was to use just Siri suggestions, for your phone. So like just create three sets of series suggestions and see how well it, it gets it. And it was plenty enough. I mean, in, in terms of like the Pareto principle applied here, I mean, I would say probably five to maybe 10 apps are, it's a long tail. Like mm -hmm. those five to 10 apps are like the apps I use. And the app that makes it look like you're drinking a beer or a flashlight or whatever. Yeah. Not so much anymore. And, and I think what we're talking about here is, like, I rely so heavily on my favorites bar now for bookmarklets and for, like, getting to the things I go to all the time. So, like, doing all this stuff I've recently done with Synology, of course I've got my Synology, you know, pages, you know, bookmarked. But to call it a bookmark, it's not a misnomer, but it's it's way beyond just a bookmark. A bookmark might be Delta Airlines. It's right. like I'm not going to go there 10 times a day. 
you know, whereas there's there's some kinds of stuff like whether that's dark sky or Squarespace or whatever. There's certain things I'm going to go to a ton more often. I think I would really miss that if I didn't have those. Yeah, you get used to certain things, but like I think the idea of a of having you know a bookmark bar is something that so many of us just use. So I tweeted. And I said, the DuckDuckGo Mac browser is nice, but lacks so many important features. It's just not ready to be a Chrome, Safari, Firefox replacement yet, even for occasional use. High hopes for the future, though. This will be great. And Gabriel Weinberg direct messaged me. He is the CEO and founder of DuckDuckGo. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And Jiminy. Yeah. He said, thanks for this is in direct message. I'm, 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 you know, violating his and my privacy because he, well, but here's what he said. I think oh, that's ironic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He says, thanks for the feedback. What features in particular are you referring to? And I'm, I've been composing a little reply tweet back to him in which I really just was going to say, like, let's start with, you know, a bookmarks bar. Like if I had that, that would be pretty great. But I also realized um, extensions are going to be another big one. If this is based on uh, Safari and WebKit, how are we going to get extensions into this? Because mm-hmm. my understanding is that you get extensions now through the app store. Maybe they're going to just have their own way to install it. But like, I know that with Chrome and Chromium based browsers like brave um, that you, you can pretty much just install anything, whether it's one password or anything else, you can just install it and it uses the, sort of the Chrome config for that. So like, there's a lot right. of questions that I have, but I love the privacy stuff that's built into this and it, it seems like the potential is, is huge for it, but you gotta, you know, there, there's some work that needs to be done, but I think it's going to be pretty cool. Well, it sounds like, um, it's good that you participated in that. It's super nice of that person to contact you. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're going to go, it's, I always think of like, you know, when we use that phrase, like in a rut, you think about your Conestoga wagon going down a trail that other Conestoga wagons have gone down and, assuming they've got the same wheelbase, like you're going to have ruts. It's going to be, it's going to be, if you're like the first Conestoga wagon, like you will have some agency in where where those ruts go. Mm -hmm. If you're the hundredth Conestoga wagon, it's going to be virtually impossible to get out of your mud rut because, you know, that's where the, that's the wheelbase. That's how it worked. It's become almost like a railroad in some ways, railroad track. But, um, but, you know, and that's the problem here, which is like if you're trying to get out of, if you find yourself wanting something that's not in the default app or the default protocol or like whatever it is, you're going to have to tolerate some bumps and some friction along the way. And I think that that's, that's true for practically everything. It's, it's unusual for something like, say, 1Password to come along yeah. where like it was so far ahead of what Apple was doing. And now Apple has something you know, competitive and similar, but you know, it's, it's pretty unusual to get something that's third party. I think it's such a weird, I don't think people really know what that means, but mm-hmm. a lot of the time they say third party. Well, like, I guess there's the first party is the company. The second party is you. And the third party is somebody else, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're going to pop out of that because you have your needs, um, you do have to tolerate some friction and some trade-offs with that normally. But I mean, you know, like I, I, I feel like I realize that the um, iCloud relay thing is still, you know, beta, mm-hmm. but, and I usually leave that turned off. But like, you know, I, I love Guardian, but between Guardian and limit IP address, sometimes things just won't work the way I expected or the way it should. And that's always where I start. I start right. by flipping off the stuff that protects me <laughs> because, you know, I've, I have a very specific example that might sound like a like a 
edge case, but when you're, when you're configuring some new devices and trying to add something to HomeKit, or even if you're just trying to like add, like trying to get my, my sous vide wand like into the system is such a pain in the butt. So sous vide, that way of cooking and water, you get this thing that, you know, gives you a lot of control over how exactly the temperature of the water, et cetera. But to do this, you ha- it generates a four-digit code that you enter in, like your wand, when you pair it, generates this code. And unlike the things that say, hey, is this the code you see? Click to continue. You have to enter it in. But like, it doesn't take hardly anything at all for that to just completely fall down mm-hmm. as a process. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is making sense, but like when you're doing the stuff that protects you, it also can, I think, I'm not a, an engineer, but I think there's always the potential for that to interfere with everything going nice and easy. Mm. You know, now take it to an extreme, that becomes, oh, I just use Facebook OAuth for everything because, you know, I, Facebook's great and it's everywhere and it just works. And But the problem is sometimes that that the, what you give away in terms of the lack of resistance and the amount of integration left unexamined is not always going to do you favors in the long run. Do you know what I mean? And yes. like, so it's a balance, you know, normally, I mean, there are times when like there was a time when Mozilla and like the Mozilla foundation was first, you know, putting out Firefox and stuff that, I mean, it was an unalloyed good in the world <laughs> uh-huh. that there was this browser out there that was so freaking good and not internet Explorer. Internet Explorer was, like the MySpace of browsers, or like later the Facebook of browsers, where it's like, it was T-H-E browser. It's what you developed for. If it didn't work on your boss's Internet Explorer, you'd have to redo the site. You can't just go to your boss and say, well, you know, Netscape's, Netscape's actually a better browser. Navigator's better. You should use that. Or right. you should use Firefox. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? Right. To get the audience, the fat part of the curve that we want to attract, this needs to look great on all the busted-ass Internet Explorers. And so you do those wanky stuff with sneaking stuff into the header. Do you remember all the tricks that you would have to do to like get stuff to render correctly? Yeah. And like, but not get in the way of something else. And like, but Firefox came along and like, I don't know, just like busted out of the phone booth with a big S on its chest saying like, we're going to be better than all these other browsers. And, you know, even to this day, Firefox continues to do really interesting things. One thing I think is great is Firefox, was, which can feel overwhelming mm-hmm. because there's so much, so many extensions and so much configuration. But, like, if you open up, you hit command, comma, it opens preferences in Firefox. And as you're typing for what you're looking for, it winnows down all the options. You don't have to, like, it still drives me bananas that I have to sit there and, like, anytime I want to change anything in Gmail on the web, which is not very often. But let's say I want to go and make some filters or do whatever. Mm-hmm. I have to sit there and like process all those text links that represent the top-level navigation in settings. You know, click here to go to all settings, and then you go in. And, uh, and it's just, it's so, it really, it feels like, like, a, like a driving test or something, where mm-hmm. you've got to like, you know what I mean? Like I have to learn their language and how right. they think and all that stuff. But Firefox just cuts the Gordian knot and says, well, just start searching mm-hmm. for what you want. We'll find it for you. And even then, on top of that, I can't, again, I'm not an engineer, but it's also cool that Firefox says, hey, here's the standard setup that we've given you that we give to everybody. Is that cool? Like when you say, no, I actually want to bring all the shields up, all the portcullises down, give me all full protection. They're like, well, you know, this kind of could screw up some websites. You're like, fine, I'll take it. Or you can go like, I'm totally permissive. Like put all the, turn off all of these. Like I need everything to work. I mean, and then like another example completely out of nowhere is that uh, as a customer of AT&T, 
I subscribe to a service um, that does basically does like robo not robo killer what's the other one but it basically does um, spam filtering on phone calls out at the network level. It's not happening lo- happening locally on your device. I guess AT and T has licensed this, and if you su- uh, subscribe to this for I don't know four bucks a month, so much of your spam calls just go away. But it's kind of a pain. Like, what if you're my wife and you have to have calls from unknown numbers or whatever for work? Yeah. yeah. How do yeah, you turn like, that like off? Getting an well, unknown number as a call for many people, myself included, is not no. unusual. It's right. not unusual. It's just yes, exactly, exactly right. Or 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 the fact that I finally got the dream, the thing that I've wanted since the earliest days of email spam, which is I I, I think I said this maybe even on forty three folders a million years ago, which is that we need to invert the model. The model up till now, remember, when the internet stuff first came along, your shell account didn't even have a password on it. Why would you need a password? Well, eventually we learned passwords on accounts is probably a good idea. But I I remember thinking at a certain point in the mid-2000s when spam had gotten so bad, I remember thinking it's time to invert this model, which is that instead of saying everybody gets in unless and until I say they can't come in, let's invert that. Let's do more of like a a house with a good door and a good lock on it, Mm -hmm. which is nobody's allowed in unless I let them in. And so over the years, things like Google Voice came along where like, you know, you could like announce who you are and then you could decide if that person gets gets through your, you know, your um, your uh, DMZ or whatever. Um, And I, I the thing is, I love that with the call. I don't want anybody to ever call me. Why are you calling me? That's weird. Why would you call me? But so like for me, that's only gets as inconvenient as. Okay, like there's a problem with DoorDash delivery and I missed the call from Chicago or wherever DoorDash is based. But, you know, the default for call protect is the call does not ring through. Right. Um, they auto block a lot of nuisance stuff. And if it doesn't know who you are, it sends it to voicemail. And, and that's it. And, but that can be its own kind of stress because I see a voicemail come up. I'm like, oh, my God, is my kid in a ditch because I had this on. But address my, my wife did the most sensible thing in the world, which is like, okay, husband, thank you for protecting me, big, strong man. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to delete this app because it's interfering with my work, and which is a totally understandable thing to do. But what she didn't know was deleting the app is like deleting a client. Oh, yeah. You're, you're not deleting an account. You're not disabling the service. You have to do, you have to disable the service through the app. The app is just there to do the, like, the last mile of bringing it to you. But, you know, again, trade-offs. Unfortunately, because of her, her, her big executive lady career, she needs to have a more permissive attitude toward phone calls that I would consider, like, really sketchy. Like, unknown call. What? You know, uh, so anyway, I, I just feel like those, these are the kinds of things, something I said in the wisdom document a while back is that I, I, I'm no Bruce Schneer or whatever, but like, I do feel like any kind of security and privacy is represents not a spectrum is the wrong word, but like there's trade-offs and there's updates. And like, uh, I think it was actually Bruce Schneer who said that, you know, security, what do you say? It's a process, not a product or something like that. He's the guy who first said like, look, this is about a state of mind much more than you know, a product. Right. Security is about like situational awareness and 
an evolution in how you think about the problem you're actually trying to solve. Because by the time you've mastered one kind of problem, that problem may not exist anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like being salesman of the month at the buggy whip store. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, that's not going to help all that much. So anyway, I guess what I'm tossing out here to no one in particular is that I think it is valuable to realize that these things are trade-offs. Yes, I am encouraging you to think a little bit, even if you've become one of those those dreary Twitter brain people who are like, nothing matters, oh, there is no security, there's no nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, you can still, as my friend Chris's dad used to say, latch the screen door. Keep the honest people honest. Like, and there are ways that there are maybe things out there that can actually hit several of these quadrants. Like, you can find stuff that will be easy to use. You can find stuff that will like improve your privacy and security, even though that's not always obvious. And in some cases, like... I mean, do you remember the first time you installed ad blockers on Firefox and the web suddenly become became such a more pleasant like so place? Nice. Yeah. Everything got so much faster. You know what I mean? It's not loading all these endless scripts inside of scripts and like so anyway, I don't know what I'm saying except to say that I'm I I applaud your looking into other options and, you know, trying to make this an improvement. But you know, if there's a theme to my general outlook right now, it's the idea of opportunities. And opportunities, especially being in places where we don't expect to find them. And so, you know, things will come along as you as you move forward in your journey with technology and life, where you see opportunities that you hadn't previously seen, and, and that's a good opportunity to realize, oh, what am I trying to accomplish? How are the tools, services, apps, whatever, however you think of it, how are things in my life supporting the life I'd like to have, the person I'd like to be? And what tweaks do I need to make based on my situational awareness, the advice of my friends, my various Sherpas, that might make my life easier and solve real problems rather than problems that I like having solved because I feel like I understand it, even though it's not a problem anymore. Got to do it. Got to do it. Do you have another thing that you like? I actually do. It's outer. 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 (laughs) Outer. Tell me about outer. What's the deal right. with that? So 93% of your life, Merlin, I don't know if you know this. I don't. 93% of your life is spent indoors. So much of the stuff we like to do oh, is outdoors. Oh, like that seems low. That seems very low. Maybe it's more, right? Yeah. But you know what we don't get indoors? You don't get fresh air. You don't always get a feeling of peace. Uh, somebody, one of my friends recently tweeted that uh, their house felt like a prison to them. Oh, it's terrible. And it oughtn't ought, feel like that, Dan. No, but we're a lot, don't you think a lot of us, we, like, get outside, yes. right? The warmer weather is yeah. coming now. Mm-hmm. And so what Outer is, they are a new outdoor furniture company with purposely designed furniture that will make you want to be outdoors. Oh, that's a good more. idea. I think I think geeks like uh, like things that, that where you can add some gear to it, it becomes more appealing as a philosophical concern. Absolutely. This could be a place to sit, for example. Is that what you're talking about? It, it could be a place to sit. They've got well, what kind of stuff chairs. are you talking about? Are you talking about sprinkler systems? What are we talking no, about? No, no. they got tea chairs. they got fire pit tables. Okay, exactly. They, chairs. chairs. Outdoor sure. chairs. But it's not like, first of all, it's less than you'd pay at like a big box store well, for something good. like this. And those things don't, they don't last anyway. Uh, but these are the kinds of things you'd find at like a five-star resort. These are, they've got, uh, uh, this is the thing I like about it. Mm-hmm. They have modular designs, so you can oh, really customize everything. They they use this term. I don't know if they made this up. I don't know if you gave it to, I don't know if another podcaster tried to okay. give them a term and they ran with it. They call it life-proof material. So it Ooh. has a nano coating, which is what I know you like. Uh-huh. It It is water mold and bleach stay, and stain resistant. Isn't that cool? <laughs> 
So they have a very over, cool, very a cool thousand neighborhood showrooms. If I'm gonna get a bunch country. of stains, it's just gonna send me back inside. Stains, 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 Obadiah stains, stains. They have a patent, patented built-in outer shell cover, mm. so you you don't have to worry about rain. Play, you don't have to worry about rain where you are, but the rest of us have rain. Yeah, and true. so you want to have some, you throw it over the thing. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. They've got this really cool virtual showroom. If you can't get to see it in person, this stuff is awesome. Best in class warranties. They have like uh, like ten years for the aluminum or sorry, <clears throat> aluminium line. They've mm. got a, a two week trial with free returns. You get the thing. You put it out there. You wake up in the morning. You look at it. You don't love that thing. Two weeks. Send it Phew. back. Free returns. Dang. So here's where you can go to see this stuff. It's liveouter.com, L-I-V-E-O-U-T-E-R, liveouter.com slash B2W. Go there to check it out. But for a limited time, they're going to give you 300 bucks off and free shipping. This is like the best deal they're doing for anyone. It's only available to Merlin Mann's listeners and only for a limited time. 300 bucks off and free shipping, liveouter.com slash back to worth, to worth or B2W is what Ooh. I meant to say. Okay. liveouter.com slash B2W. Go there. And they want me to say the words terms and conditions apply. Which is totally reasonable. It's re- I mean, I, I, that's fine. If that's all they're asking me to do, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But it's so nice. This stuff is so nice. It's, it's, it's not outer. Like you check it out. Check, like out. check out the outer. Check out her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Live outer. Mm. Thanks very much, Live Outer, for making the show possible. Merlin Xavier, man. Thanks, Outer. Puck, puck. Is that a family name? Outer? They had to change it at Ellis Island. It was originally Outer Wits. Um, that's that. That's it for for things you like this week, right? That's the only. Yeah, that's all. No, Except no, 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 no. I put a link into the show notes. It's called King Arthur Gluten Free Fudge Brownie Mix Certified Gluten Free Non GMO Project Verified Certified Kosher Seventeen Ounces. Oh, sounds pretty good. But it doesn't. It doesn't contain specific banana instructions. No, but it is made with premium cocoa. And Ooh. they call it rich and fudgy. And I can I can attest that when it's made without bananas, that it is rich and fudgy. But I need to talk to you for a second. Can we talk yeah. about something important? Yeah. Just so you all know, there's going to be a bunch of stuff in, in links that we didn't talk about. And I'm not going to take them out because there's still good things yeah, to look them. at. Leave them in. But, you know, that's how I roll. That's, you know, this is not new. But if you want to close this out with, uh, with one more, uh, th- a third, an unprecedented third topic. Well... I Close wanted to out. talk to you about some, about ginger ale. Okay. And I know that for a long time, you were like a, into ginger ale. You do? You used to be, you used to always talk about it. You used to talk oh, about it. And so I went in okay. there and I said, I know what I don't want. I know mm. I don't want Canada Dry because that's nonsense. Mm. Oh, it's too corporate. I want Schweppes. 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 But they didn't have Schweppes. Uh, but then I was told ginger ale is popular when you, when you feel under the weather, like in my childhood, I was my feeling wife's under childhood, the weather, I wasn't feeling good for a couple yeah, of days. Crack, crackers and ginger ale are, you know, that's, that's just the thing. Now ginger ale, if you get like a fancy ginger ale, it's a real different experience, man. Well, like I if got, you get you, you get you some Canada dry, it's like pretty, it's not as, it doesn't have much kick to it. It's not, and it's not real. It's synthetic. It's a Oh syn- no, really? They shouldn't life, be able to call it that. Life model decoy of Oh no. Is it even from ales? Canada? No. It's not that dry. It's not that dry. It's it's like a matryoshka lie. So huh. what they did have though was something called Reed's all R E E D apostrophe S. I'm gonna put this in the show notes. I think uh, I've gotten their orange target. soda. I feel like 
I, I couldn't. Do they make I, orange sure. soda? I feel like are they in bottles, little bottles? These are cans. Oh, I could. And be it's wrong. reeds because I'm a firm believer that ginger ale should come out of a can. Not oh, interesting. Okay. Is I'll, it because I'll of flights fight, and planes? Fight me. I don't care. It no, no, it's fine. I won't fight you. I'm not going to do it. Reed's, Reed's all natural, ale. real ginger ale. Oh, and I've seen this. And they make the uh, slightly alcoholic version too, right? I, 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 would, I would try that too. I didn't know that. But it's, it comes wrong. just to mess with you. Like, look, look at the ways they mess with you. Look at the ways. First of all, they don't put it in the traditional thing with the little you know place where you, you pop your hand into it and it has like the built-in handle in the, in the case. They don't do it in the dolphin killing thing. They do it in a, a set of four and it's in just a sealed, just a box makes it, it's almost difficult. It's almost cumbersome to deal with the box. I feel like they want hmm. you to work for it. I feel like they don't want just anyone to buy this. I'm sure there's a person oh, right I now. Oh, I see. They're, they're going to, they're going to vet you. Like, yeah, are they're you gonna worthy vet you. of reads? You're not probably serious enough to try this ginger. Ale. I'm definitely not for you sure. Know? And, and yes. I think that's the message that they're putting out there is, is when you look at this, you're like, you're not serious enough to it try it. have a lot of sugar in it. Well, here's the thing, Merlin. It okay. does have sugar in it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not complaining, but you seem no, like no. a person who avoids sugar, I, I feel like. I do, and I was very worried about that. But here's okay. the thing. It's cane sugar. Cane sugar. Cane sugar. The ingredients are as follows. Sparkling hmm. filtered water, cane sugar, pineapple juice from concentrate. Pineapple juice. Who would have I thought love, I pineapple? love pineapple juice. Honey, Big fan. Big fan. Ginger root, lemon and lime juices from concentrate. And then just the word oh. spices. Spices. That sounds tasty. And so it's very refreshing. It's surprisingly not as sweet as I thought it was going to be. It has 145 calories in 12 fluid ounces. Mm-hmm. I don't know bad, if that's right? a lot or not. I have I no idea. I think so. I feel like a Coke is like 200 or 300. I'm is that? Look that up. Coca-Cola sugar content. Let's see what we got here. Oh, okay. So in a can... Hold on, this is a. I love ginger. One can, thirty-three mm. grams of sugar compared to well, this has more than that, thirty-five grams. So this is supposedly sweeter, but it's the cane sugar. Cane. And so here's here's my recipe for how to have this. You got to get a. Now I'm one of these weirdos. I make a differentiation between a cup, a glass, and a mug. Yeah, that's, okay. that's totally reasonable. Okay. Huh? And to me, when I say a glass, first of all, it's going to be made out of glass and it's going to be, okay. you know what I'm saying? It says, it says it right on there. Yeah. Glass. Gla a glass. Right. So it should be glass. Then you fill it up almost to the top with ice uh -huh. and then you pour in the ginger ale almost to the top. Okay, so far That's so good. That's the only way to have it. You can't, that, that would be a glass of ginger ale. Now, if you want to do, if you want to get really fancy and do this right, mm -hmm. you want to use a straw and you want to use a glass straw. Glass okay. straw. Not a metal one. Hmm. Definitely not a plastic one. If you don't have a glass straw available, then just drink out of the glass. Don't worry. Don't use a substitute straw. Don't Definitely don't use a paper straw. If they okay. give you a paper straw is the only option for a straw, mm -mm. and you're not set, just, set the place on fire. I didn't that's not, say that's it, not an option. That's I'm not, not an saying option. you're wrong. Well, I mean, like, why don't you just just hand me like a like a sanitary pad? Like, what do you give me here? Yeah, paper straw. Yeah, I don't like turtles that much. No. Um, that sounds that sounds delicious. Now, one thing I do when I pour a fizzy drink, and I might have picked this up from like how bartenders pour beers, but like, I do kind of do it like I will put the glass at an angle. And kind of pour slow. 
because I don't want all the fizz to get liberated too yeah, fast. No. Yeah. And so you've been exploring this. Now, do you have one of these particular uh, sorts of uh, varietals of reeds that you like? Well, I, this is my first time with this. Uh, and it's just the one that I tried is just the original. And what's nice about the box, I feel like this should be our cover art somehow. Okay, sure. But it says original, not once. Did you look at the link that I, did I send you this link? Hold on, I'm send you this you link. You sent me the link to, to well, I, I looked up reeds. Okay, hold on. I'm sending you this particular link. If you, There it is. You can see okay. it says original on the box two oh, different times. Oh, this is at the Target company. Okay. It says new. New. Then it says Reed's All Natural Real Ginger Ale. And right next to Real, they have a little in yellow, almost like a Comic Sans handwritten font with an arrow pointing at the word real. They have the word really. Real. Uh -huh. Like really, as if you're supposed to say really real. real. And then okay. underneath it, it says again, real ginger. But with, with an asterisk. And then the asterisks are I think those uh, transmogrified are bullets. into bullets. Those well, they're bullets. bullets on the left, but they're, oh, they're, they're an asterisk on the right. What do you think that, why do they have an asterisk? Like they've got... I'm not saying that they're hiding something, but I think they're not not putting something out transparently. Yeah, now I'm now I don't know what I just recommended to When you put an asterisk to next to the word "real," why do you do that? Chris, classic. Hold on, clean. I'm looking into this a little more. Mm -hmm. Looking into this a little more because now I want to see. Now this don't get confused and okay. don't be one of those people who thinks that like like uh, ginger beer mm, is the same. That thing might have been this. what I was thinking of. Okay. Ginger beer, that's a whole other thing. And I we don't have enough time to get into ginger beer. Because beer's not ale. Beer is not ale. Okay. Um, but why what about mead? Mead's made from honey, right? Have you ever had mead? No. Next time you I hit mean, up in the, a campaign uh, I have, but next time you hit the Ren Fair, um, yeah. get some get some mead. Okay. And you what they do is they sell I feel like I wouldn't need a whole lot of that. Like, well, they sell think, them in very very large bottles that are about $20 each. So you're going to get a lot of it whether you can want to share that, or that not. with like 22 people. You can I don't care what you do, but you're getting that you're getting the full amount. This is medieval or renaissance fair? Yes. Okay. And um cuz I think you, it's really important. Like if you want to go to a place where you get to eat a tur turkey leg and like finger a loot. Hello? Um I mean, I guess that could be renaissance. But I think there's a lot of confusion to like at times that precede the 1700s. I think people get a little confused sometimes. What I'm trying to say is the thing like, is it doesn't matter. What you're trying to say well, is it, it kind of matter. matters. Leonardo da Vinci is not Grog the caveman, no let case. alone Plethermos the magic user. So you can there's different meads, and they have they all try to do like crazy names of meads. Like there's let's make let's make oh, mead see, cool that, again. That's so funny because the minute you started talking about ginger ale, my first thought was this really sounds like microbrew culture. It is. And now that you're telling me about uh, large mead bottles, that feels very microbrew to me. Just to give you an idea, it, take microbrew beers and okay. apply it to the the nerdiest of nerds, and I'm including myself in that. So it's okay. Okay. All right. And imagine what extreme nerds would do if they were brewing something but wanted it to not be beer. Then you have mead. Welcome to mead. Welcome to mead. And, and mead, is, mead is honey. It's got no hops. Does it have other grains? Is it mainly I, a honey I, drink? Right? I couldn't tell you, but I know it's gluten free and it's sweeter. Oh. And what they do when you're at the Ren for walking around is it good for the bees or bad for the bees? It's good. Okay. And they give you, you like, milk like a little they're, they're, they're pouch. Relieved. You can buy a pouch, Merlin, and you can clip the pouch onto your onto your uh, onto my doublet onto your doublet. I got a doublet pouch. Or your tunic. That's where I, that's where I store my, it's like a Chewbacca bandolier full of my very, very large bottles of mead. Well, you don't I, want to walk around carrying a whole bottle of mead. You might just need a swig now and then, you know? No, I'd have a boy to do that. My page. Yes. That's, that's his name. His yes. name is Page. Yes. Mead Page. Jimmy Page. 
It all it's all connected, dude. It's, it's really all connected. connected. Uh, I can get this for five forty nine. They'll deliver this. And it's good. I think if you haven't tried mead and you don't mind that kind this of thing, this is like I you and corn. Or like I don't I mean like I I'm not against sugar and like we went to see John Mulaney the other night and when we got home, uh we uh it was kinda late and we hadn't really eaten much. And so we ordered chicken McDonald's and my chicken McDonald's came with a Dr. Pepper and I drank it. I'll be honest with you. I drank it. I, I love me a Dr. Pepper. I love me a Coke. I just can't have them too often. Certainly. Obviously not as often as when I was a youth. And I, I would just have so much sugar. But like, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's an equilibrium. Yeah. But, you know, mead. But here's the other thing. We're talking about sugar. We're talking about sugar content. We have sucrose, glucose, fructose. Fructose. Cane. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I might try just it. Just try some of the mead. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to drink the whole you think thing. You can get once, mead delivered. Will they? Will they bring it on oxen? Now I want to Will it be boxing on oxen? Where can I get mead in Austin? I will not eat them with a boxing. <laughs> with a foxing. <laughs> no. No. Nope. My, my my page is the named Bridge mead. Too Far, Merlin. Love that movie. Okay, well we're back on it. We're moving into the four foot section, and I don't know what's happening, but we're here. We're real, and we have asterisks. I want to get some of this mead. Yeah, and you get a good, get a nice doublet. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Is it like a double-breasted uh, suit? Is it, is it like a is it like a rocketeer shirt? A doublet? I don't know. I feel like I'd look good in that. It and is like diff- it is a okay. jacket that frequently uh-huh. does not have sleeves. Ah, it's like a it's like a medieval tank top. Like yeah, if you're if you're Robin like Scotty Hood, from Boogie Nights would have worn it in medieval times. You want to have your arms free to shoot I your do, bow and arrow. To hold my hold my boom mic up. Yeah, yeah. Then then that's what you want. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin man.